Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. So, Conchetta, what would you say is a fairy tale? Mm, something made up. Something made up? Mm-hmm. A story? Yes! Do you know, like, can you think of any fairy tales off the top of your head? No. None? No. Uh, let me give you some hints. Like... Somebody's a talking banana. A talking banana? Mm. Yeah, that could be in a fairy tale. So fairy tales have, like, magic. A talking butterfly. Yeah. They have, like, magic in them. And, like, dragons and unicorns and things. Yes, but it's not real. But it's not real. Oh. That's right. Fairy tales are stories or legends or fables, whatever you want to call them that people pass down for many, many, many years. And they're usually, they're not real. They're just fantasy. So there's two really famous brothers who lived 200 years ago who were from Germany. And they wrote almost all of the fairy tales that you know. Do you know their names? No, but I think I saw them on Xavier. You might have saw saw them on Xavier Riddle. They're called the Grimm's Brothers. And they both have mustaches. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think that's them. Well, the Grimm's Brothers wrote all the fairy tales you know, like Snow White. Jasmine. I don't know if they wrote Jasmine. They wrote Rumpelstiltskin. Well, they wrote Rapunzel. They wrote Sleeping Beauty. I, don't, I mean, I never watched Sleeping Beauty. No, you haven't actually. That's an old movie. We'll have to watch it one day. Mm-hmm. They wrote Hansel and Gretel. What the heck is that? You don't know Hansel and Gretel? Well, maybe we'll have to read it. No. They let's see. They've written many books. Um, I think you know Hansel and Gretel. Some you've never heard. Some I've never heard. The Goose Girl. Mm-hmm. The goose, wait, wait, wait. the elves and wait, the shoemaker. Did you just say goose human? The goose girl. That's not possible. I never heard of it. <laughs> we'll have to see. So, we are going to be reading some of the famous Grimm's brothers fairy tales. Like, did you know that Snow White had a sister? I didn't know that. Did you know that? What? what, what? Snow White has a sister. And her I, name is Rose Red. Snow White and Rose Red. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. <laughs> but she did. And we're going to read it today uh, right after this. So it's pretty cool. And who gave you this book? Do you remember when you got this book with all the Grimm's fairy tales in it? No. It was a while ago. <laughs> I remember you got this book, but you were like so little when you got it that... It, the stories were too long. Like, if I tried to read them to you, you were, like, you, you were a baby, yeah. 
baby. But not, I don't remember anything when I'm a baby. I know that. Hardly do I. I was hoping maybe it sunk in your head. I found this book on the bookshelf. It's such a pretty book. We have a Grimm's Brother fairy tale book, and it is from Opa Reiner, Conchetta's grandfather in Germany, since all these stories are German originally. Is this written in German? No, he found one that is written in English, so I can read it to you, and that's what we're going to do. Is he expecting me to read this when I'm a teenager? Maybe, yes, when you get older and you can read that many words at once. Ah. It's heavy. It's oh, a big book. Paper cut. Paper cut. I don't know. And I like it has this little ribbon inside. It keeps your spot as bookmarker. <laughs> it's a big, thick book. So, guys, we're going to listen to some fairy tales over the next few weeks from the Grimm's Brothers. And they're a little bit different than the way you and I might know some of these. They're a little different, but basically, yeah, pretty interesting. They were real brothers. If you listen to the end of this episode after the story, I tell you all about the brothers Grimm and how they came to write all these stories. Very interesting. So, that's it. Conchetta's staring at me. <laughs> we're going to get to all of that right after these messages. <laughs> okay, guys, just give us one second. Snow White and Rose Red Snowflakes swirled down from the night sky. It was bitterly cold. But inside the little cottage at the edge of the forest, a welcoming fire glowed. Snow White and her sister Rose Red were huddled beside the fire, listening carefully. Their mother was telling them a story. Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. Who can be out on a night like this, said Snow White. I'll go and see, said Rose Red. She opened the door and let out a scream. Ah! Towering over her was an enormous black bear. Don't be afraid, said the bear softly. I won't hurt you. I just want to warm myself a little beside the fire. Poor bear, said the mother. Forgive my daughter. Come inside and make yourself at home. Thank you, replied the bear. He dropped down on all fours and shook his shaggy coat, sending snowflakes showering everywhere. Snow White watched nervously as the huge beast lumbered over and settled down on the rug. She had never seen a bear before. At first, the two sisters kept their distance, but the bear seemed so gentle that their fear soon fell away. Slowly, they crept closer to get a better look at him. The bear lifted his sleepy head. Why don't you sit beside me, he murmured. Feeling bold, they kneeled down and stroked his thick fur. The bear gave a contented growl. Gradually, the growling became a snore. Snow White and Rose Red snuggled up to him, and before long, all three of them were fast asleep. When morning came, the bear padded into the forest, leaving a trail of giant paw prints behind him in the snow. You'll come back, won't you? begged Snow White as they waved goodbye. If you'll have me, the bear called back over his shoulder. The next night he returned, 
and the night after that, and for many nights after that. Snow White and Rose Red look forward to his visits more and more. They fed him honey buns, tickled his tummy, and played hide-and-seek. In return, the bear gave them rides on his back and showed them how to make a den. By the time passed quickly, the snow melted away and carpets of bluebells spread across the forest. Spring had arrived. I'm afraid I must go away for a while, announced the bear one morning. Why? cried Snow White. Have we done something to upset you? Of course not, replied the bear. I have to go away and guard my treasure from the wicked dwarves in the forest. During the winter, when the ground is frozen, they hide away in their caves. But now that spring is here, they'll come out and make mischief. Snow White and Rose Red tried to change their friend's mind, but nothing they could say would persuade him to stay. Burying their faces in his fur, they hugged him tightly. We'll miss you, they said. I'll miss you too, said the bear tenderly. But I'll be back as soon as I can. They opened the door and the bear slipped outside. As he did, his fur caught on the bolt and a piece tore off. Snow White saw a flash of gold beneath, but before she could say anything, the bear had disappeared into the forest. A few days later, Snow White and Rose Red went into the forest to collect some firewood. They hadn't gone far when they caught sight of a strange little creature hopping up and down in the long grass. As they got closer, they realized that it was a dwarf. He had a long white beard and an angry pink face. Is there something wrong? asked Rose Red. Of course there's something wrong, he snapped. Can't you see my beard is trapped? Rose Red looked and saw that the dwarf's beard was tangled up in brambles. Oh dear, she said. How did that happen? I haven't got all day to stand around answering your foolish questions, he grumbled. Hurry up and set me free. Snow White and Rose Red gave the dwarf's beard a tug, but it was no use. Wait, said Snow White, I've got an idea. She reached into her pocket and pulled out sewing scissors. Then, with a snippety snip, she chopped off the end of his beard. You silly goose, he howled. Look what you've done to my lovely beard. Snow White opened her mouth to reply, but the dwarf was already, already busy scrambling under the bush. He pulled out a bag of gold and slung it over his shoulder, muttering and sputtering as he stomped away. A few days later, Snow White and Rose Red went down to the river to catch some fish for supper. Look over there, said Rose Red. It's that funny little man again. Sure enough, there was the dwarf jumping up and down among the reeds like a crazy frog. This time he managed to get his beard caught up in the fishing line. Not you two again, he groaned when he saw them. You bring nothing but bad luck. Just then, a hungry fish came along and swallowed the worm on the end of the fishing line. As he tried to swim away, the dwarf found himself being dragged toward the water's edge. Don't just stand there, you lazy lumps! Do something! he shrieked. Snow White and Rose Red rushed over to help, but try as they might, they couldn't free him. 
Once again, Snow White took out her scissors, and, with a snippity-snip, she chopped off more of his beard. "'What did you do that for?' the dwarf exploded. "'There's nothing left of it. I'll never be able to show my face again.' Without another word, he fished a bag of pearls from among the reeds and marched off. A few weeks later, Snow White and Rose Red were on their way into town when they spotted an eagle flying low over the fields. It circled around and around, and then suddenly it swooped down behind a hedge. The two girls heard a cry and ran to see what was happening. "'Let me go!' came an irritable voice. It was the dwarf again. The eagle had seized him in its claws and was about to fly away. "'Leave him alone!' shouted Rose Red boldly, but the eagle took no notice." Beating its mighty wings, it lifted the dwarf right off the ground. Quickly, Rose Red grabbed the dwarf's coat while Snow White held on to Rose Red's waist. The eagle pulled one way and the two sisters pulled the other, dragging the dwarf to and fro. After a few minutes of tug-of-war, the eagle finally let go and the dwarf tumbled down to the ground. Grumbling loudly, he scrambled to his feet and dusted himself down. "'Look at the state of my coat,' he complained. "'Clumsy oafs! You should be more careful.' Then, picking up a bag of jewels from underneath the hedge, the dwarf stormed away. Snow White looked at Rose Red, and they both shrugged. "'There's just no pleasing some people,' said Rose Red. When they were on their way home later that afternoon, Snow White and Rose Red came across the dwarf yet again. This time, he was crouching down, counting something on the ground. He tried to hide it, but it was too late. The two girls stopped and stared. Scattered in front of him were thousands of diamonds, rubies, emeralds, and sapphires, all shimmering and sparkling in the sunlight. "'What do you think you're looking at?' yelled the dwarf. He picked up a rock and was about to throw it at them when he heard a low growl behind him. The dwarf spun around and saw a huge black bear headed straight toward him. It was baring its teeth menacingly. There was no time to run, so he had to think quickly. "'Please spare me, Mr. Bear,' he begged. "'A little creature like me would hardly provide a mouthful for such a great beast. "'You should take these two girls instead. "'They'd make a much tastier dinner.' "'The bear gave an angry snort. "'It raised its paw and struck the dwarf with all its might. "'The dwarf staggered and then fell to the ground. "'Snow White and Rose Red turned to run away.' Wait, don't be afraid, called the bear. I won't hurt you. The girls stopped in their tracks. His voice was familiar. Filled with excitement, they turned to greet their old friend. But the bear was no longer there. In his place was a handsome young man dressed in fine robes. Who are you? gasped Snow White. I am a prince, he answered. That evil dwarf bewitched me and then stole all my father's treasure. For more than a year, I have roamed the forest as a bear. 
only his death could set me free. Now, at last, the spell is broken. Snow White hung her head sadly. Is something wrong? asked the prince. I thought you'd be pleased for me. I am, said Snow White. It's just that I'll miss our friend, the bear. I'm just the same on the inside, said the prince, and I hope I'll become your friend too. Snow White smiled. You already are, she answered shyly. In fact, they became much more than friends. They fell in love, and a few years later, they were married in his father's palace. Snow White and Rose Red had always been inseparable. You won't be at all surprised to hear that she married the prince's brother, and of course, they all lived happily ever after. The End Okay, guys, so I hope you enjoyed the story of Snow White and Rose Red. Very different from the story we're used to hearing about Snow White, but I think it was great all the same. And now I'm going to tell you more about the Brothers Grimm. They were real people that really lived and recorded and wrote all these fairy tales. So it was about 200 years ago. There was two brothers who loved listening to stories. Their names were Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. In 1806, the Brothers Grimm began collecting traditional German fairy tales. They lived in Kassel in the German state of Hesse, where they worked as librarians. At that time, Germany was made up of 39 separate states. In 1806, the armies of the French dictator Napoleon overran the German states and took control. For the next six years, Napoleon's government suppressed the local German culture, which the Grimm brothers were working hard to keep alive. As well as searching for forgotten stories in letters, books, and medieval manuscripts, Jacob and Wilhelm invited storytellers to their home. According to Jacob, they wrote down everything they heard, faithfully and truly, without embellishment and additions. Some of the storytellers sound like characters from the fairy tales themselves. Many of the first tales the Grimm's brothers recorded came from Katerina Weiman, a widow from Kassel. Her father had been an innkeeper, so she had grown up listening to the tales told by wayfarers stopping off along the road to Frankfurt. Other tales came from a poor retired soldier who gave the brothers stories in exchange for some of their old clothes. Friends of the family and their servants provided lots of stories too. The Brothers Grimm published their first collection of fairy tales at Christmas time in 1812. It contained 86 stories and was an instant success, and they brought out a second volume three years later. As boys, Jacob and Wilhelm had slept in the same bed and done their schoolwork at the same table. They shared a room. They were seldom apart as adults either. So when Wilhelm married Dorothea Wilde, a childhood friend who had provided the brothers with a dozen stories or so herself, it was only natural that Jacob should move in with them. The brothers continued to live and work together for the rest of their lives. As well as fairy tales, they published a vast collection of German legends and several books on languages and grammar. 
In later life, they also began researching and writing a huge dictionary of the German language, tracing the origin of every word, though this enormous project wasn't completed in their lifetimes. But it was the fairy tales that made the Grimm's famous around the world. They kept making changes and adding more stories to the collection. By the time they published their final edition of the fairy tales in 1857, it contained more than 200 stories. In 1859, Willem died. His brother paid tribute to him as a fairy tale brother. Jacob continued working on the dictionary but died four years after his brother. Since then, the fairy tales collected by the Grimm's have been read and retold countless times all over the world and translated into many different languages. The stories in this book are just some of the tales that might have been forgotten forever if it hadn't been for the brothers Grimm. So there you go, guys. That is the true story of the Brothers Grimm. I find it very interesting that most of the fairy tales that we know all come from these two brothers who lived in Germany. Uh, they were born, just some quick facts, uh, 1785 and 1786 is when they were both born in Germany, of course. What are some other facts? Um, they published their first uh, book, The Brothers Grimm Children's and Household Stories in 1812. And something else, uh, let's see. The Grimm's in 1841, the Grimm's take up positions as professors at the University of Berlin. So they were even professors. What an interesting life. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the story that we read, the fairy tale of Snow White and Rose Red, and learning about the Grimm's brothers. I think we're going to read a few more of these stories for throughout the next several weeks. They're very interesting, and they're very different from the stories we know today. It's fun to hear what their original versions were. So, okay guys, have a great day or a great night, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. We can be found on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and many more. If you'd like for us to give you a shout out, please send us an email at sleepyheadstories at gmail.com, or you can have your parents find us on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message. We would also really appreciate it if you could give us a review on iTunes with a five-star rating, maybe. It just helps in the process of promoting the podcast and also with our sponsors. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening. We wish you the best day or the best night, and we will talk to you in the next episode.